All right, welcome to episode 84 of the At Bad Podcast presented by War Media, where we give you our thoughts on the latest Chicago baseball news as well as take a trip around the league. I am Saul Rodriguez along with my co-host Miles Porter. Today we are joined by our special guest Jacob Zanola. How are we doing, Jacob? Thanks for coming on, man. Of course. Good. How are you guys? Good, good, good. How are you doing, Miles? How are you doing today, man? Hey, doing good. Hey, it's, it's kind of hot right now. What's up with this uh, thunder I'm hearing right now? In, in Chicago? <laughs> this is crazy, bro. I, I know. I, I was thinking the same. I was like looking. I was like, you know, I'm out in the suburbs, but like, I'm like, damn, is that hail? It, it was crazy. I, I don't I don't know what's going on. But uh, of course, in, in, in Chicago and in the Midwest, Midwest, man, like you can never predict the weather. It's a mess. You, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, a mess. it's always, always. So, uh, but now, like I said, uh, you know, it's gonna be a great episode. We got Jacob here who who, you know, before we came on, I was telling him, you know, he's, you know, he's been a, a site for sore eyes on Twitter because look, the, the younger generation coming up, like, you know, while they're great at making memes and all that, and Jacob is himself, like a lot of the content is, is great, serious baseball stuff. And I love to see it. He's got his own podcast as well. So Jacob kind of introduce yourself to, to our audience and all that, and kind of what you're all about as well, as well as what you're going for. I've seen also on, on your bio that you're a contributor for Marquee Sports Network. So kind of tell us about that too, and, and kind of where you fit in with all that. Yeah, so actually, this is the third podcast I've been on that they've mentioned that uh, that was that was just a meme because they uh, put my tweet on their thing once, and so somebody said, "Oh, you need to add this," and I looked, and half of Cubs Twitter that had put the, had their tweets been put on the games had Marquee Sports contributor. So I do not work for them; I am not affiliated for them in any way. Uh, let's get that out. That would be cool. But let's get that out of the way right now. Hey, but we'll, we'll count you in that though. We'll, we'll say we'll 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 be like you know, hey, you Marquee contributor. Yeah, I didn't get paid, but unpaid labor. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. labor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm a senior in high school that is obviously a big Cubs fan. I have my own blog and podcast. Uh, the blog launched actually a week ago, mm-hmm. and that's called Ivy League Cubs. So you can find that ivyleaguecubs.com and then the podcast stuck in the Ivy Cubs uh, on all these socials. But yeah, like you said, I mean, I try to find a good mix. I feel like there's a lot of people that just do memes and a lot of people that just do boring baseball talk. And so mm-hmm. I try to find the mix of where I'm going to talk about legit baseball, but I'm also going to throw some memes out there because who doesn't love a good meme? Yep. You know, if, who doesn't love a good meme? So I've tried, I'm trying to find the happy medium there, you know, but then yes, hopefully becoming a baseball journalist one day in some aspect. Oh yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and I feel like you do a great job with that. And like I said, like, I'll, I'll, I'll send those tweets to my friends and stuff just cause they're so goofy and like, I, I, and we're on that Cody Bellinger thing. Cause dude, like, I feel like you tweeted every day trying to manifest it. And I hope, I hope I'm right with you. Cause I hope that does happen every but, day, every day. Yeah. yeah every day. Oh, uh, but, but I know. Right. But, well, we'll start off with that. I mean, there's, there hasn't been again, like, I feel like every podcast, we always, like every episode we're talking about Bellinger in a certain way, like, are they going to get him? It's kind of a, a moot point at this point, but uh, what have you thought about the Cubs overall off season? Because I feel like a lot of people are kind of, uh, they expect, obviously they expected more, but then again, like, you know, as we always say, Jed Hoyer, you know, works in silence or he's hibernating, whatever you want to say. Yes. So mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what have you thought overall on, on the Cubs off season? Uh, yeah, actually one of my best friends came up with the uh, hibernating thing. And then, you know, John Heyman <laughs> and all the people are quoting it. I love it. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's incredible. And now you got bargain bin Breslow and all this, like all DMS have these new nicknames. Now it's no, there's, there's a Cubs group chat on Twitter. That's just making up nicknames for all of them. And then all of these reporters that were telling them and they're using them. It's genius. Um, it, the tough part is you can't really grade the Cubs off season until it's over because we could be waiting until March. We will be waiting until March mm. for at least two of these Boris clients. I'm starting to talk myself into Chapman just because I'm not sure that Bellinger is happening. And it's a dead road I don't like to go down because I don't <laughs> want to talk myself into Chapman. But I'm also like, okay, 
but you look at it, Craig Council right away. I screamed and threw down my phone out of excitement, realizing we actually got Craig Council. And then everyone's like, hey, they're going to be spending a lot. And then Jed went into hibernation for a solid five, seven months. And he just did nothing. And it was just, there was actually like everyone was saying, okay, what are they doing? Then obviously we got Imanaga. Okay. Then we got Bush and then Neris. So I think it's a very firm building block. I think we're that one piece away. We're that Bellinger away. I don't think that, and I don't know if we'll discuss this later, but I don't think that Chapman is a one-off, like a one piece you can get. I would pair him with Bellinger, but I don't think that you can just get Chapman and say, it's a successful offseason. You had the chance to blow the division out of the water and say, NL Central, that's the Cubs division. Now, even if you get Bellinger, unless Jed pulls off a trade, which is possible, there's always going to be the, but the Cardinals, but the Reds, you had the chance to say, it's the Cubs division to lose. It's not. It's really not. Yeah, no, and, and I think, uh, I mean, we, you look at the the favorites still is still the Cardinals on some uh, on some betting sites and all that, which is ridiculous to me because I feel like they haven't made a substantial amount. Like I almost I'm almost feel more scared of the Reds than I do the Cardinals if yeah. I have to pick a team because of how a stack the the, the Reds are uh, talent wise. But Miles, um, want to ask you as well, like, what have you thought about the latest on on Bellinger and like Jeff Passan came out? I think it might have been one of the, one of Jacob's tweets that I saw. Maybe he retweeted something, but I did see. Uh, people talking about how a lot of his comments recently uh, passed yeah. made to a uh, radio station. He said, you know, that the Cubs, he believes the Cubs will get at least one of the four Boris clients. And then he also said that uh, the Jays need Bellinger more than the Cubs, which I mean, it, I thought about that and I was like, I mean, is he wrong? Probably not just because the Jays have just been so disappointing this off season. But at the same time, like, you know, we probably want him more than yeah. the Jays, I think, you know, but uh, Miles, what do you think about those comments that passing made and also just kind of, where, you know, as Jacob said, you know, if he talking himself into Chapman, like, have you been doing the same thing? Like, is there somebody that you're getting prepared to like, you know, usher in if the Cubs aren't able to get Bellinger? Yeah. I mean, it's clearly, you know, we, we, we know Scott Boris is very firm on how he likes to, you know, debate and negotiate his contracts. I, I, I can't really say there's someone specifically. I think Matt Chapman would be very solid, especially mm-hmm. defensively. Um, and I'm more in the camp of preparing to go into the season with what we got. And I'm not saying that in a bad way, but like, mm-hmm. like we're all saying, Cody Bellinger, he, he kind of just completes that puzzle, which would be incredible for us. And also at the same time, hey, you know, if, if we end up not landing it because someone will, um, you know, I got I to ride with who we got. Bush has got to step up. I think Morell is going to have another great year. And I think there's so many things to still look forward to when it comes to the Cubs. Now, I'm not trying to talk as if I'm counting out Belly coming back to the north side. I would love that. He's such a great fit. Um, but I, I'm I'm in the camp where it's okay. Well, I, I'm also preparing myself to just move forward with the squad that we got, make doing with what we have, uh, and, you know, putting together a solid season. Yeah. yeah and, and I agree with that. I mean, like, uh, that's the thing when I was thinking about what Passon said is like, yeah, obviously they, they did, definitely needed more. And also the Cubs have way more pieces, younger pieces coming up. And that's the best part of it is that even yeah. if they don't bring back Bellinger, that they still have a lot more that they could work with. Like by the, by mid season, they could have a couple guys that are platooning and it's a couple guys coming up, whatever they're, you know, um, decide to do. But um, they, they have, they have a lot of avenues. I think that's the best part of it. When I look at the, yeah. the minor league system and all that, but Jacob, what did, what did you think when you saw the, the, the seven Cubs prospects in the top 100? Um, when you look at that, I mean, it's also kind of funny that like Michael Bush just snuck in there. Cause of course we just got him. But, uh, wh- what do you think about that? And who do you think is going to come up 
and make an impact. Obviously, Bush is probably the the the, the one that could make the, the opening day roster, probably will make the opening day roster. But do you see anybody else besides like a PCA and all that that would come up like this season and, and make an impact? Yeah. Well, Bush, I would say is 99% chance. I mean, mm-hmm. that he's on the opening day roster just from everything I've seen. Like, there's no way he's not unless he, you know, falls off a cliff and just has a horrid mm-hmm. spring. And even then, I still think they probably put him on. I would say, I mean, first off, it's exciting. Obviously, mm-hmm. we have the best. We have one of if the best. I'll say the best. And then Brewers fans and Orioles fans will yell at me. But I believe we have the best farm system in the major in the major leagues. And the reason is not just the seven top 100. On the top 110, top 120, you can throw in three, four more guys. We have those guys right on the brink that, hey, give it two months for the some of the top 100 to graduate. Hey, the Cubs just added two more. Hey, okay, the Cubs had three prospects to graduate. Cool. We just added three more. We have so many top prospects. Matt Shaw is a name that I'm really, really excited to see. And that's another reason why I'm hesitant on Chapman. Uh, and obviously, there's many ways to do that. The DH helps a ton. Without the DH and, you know, with still pictures hitting, I don't know what we would be doing this season because we have, the way I've been putting it is we don't have a lot of great talent, but we have a lot of good talent, Mm -hmm. which is a good problem to have. That's a good problem to have. Problem is other teams have a lot of great talent and we need to sign that great talent. I think it's very clear Jed is using this as a bridge year. We've said that the last three years, but I would not be surprised at all. Sorry, I would off your question. If Soto or Alonzo, I think, are the main two targets next offseason, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets at least one of them, which is why you could say, okay, he doesn't want to sign Bellinger. Let's see what we have in PCA. And then next offseason, he just spends. But then again, we said that this offseason. Mm-hmm. It's very clear. He wants to find the best value. I would, the prospects, I would say PCA is someone that I would expect he won't be up right away. I would doubt mm-hmm. they put him on the opening day roster. But I would say give it May, June. I would say the main few guys are Horton. We will see up Ben Brown. We could see up probably in the reliever role. If he doesn't get moved, he's a very him and Triantos are the most likely to be traded. And then I would say Matt Shaw. I mean, that dude's a, I can't really say that kid cause he's older than me, but like he's a stud. I mean, that dude can hit. So if we can get work on that third base defense, if it's better than Morales, which is non-existent, mm-hmm. and there's no reason you don't put him, especially if we don't get Chapman, move him up to third let him hit and see what he can do. There's no reason not to. Yeah, you're right. And I think, uh, yeah, I think that definitely is how, how Jed Hoyer is approaching it. They'd bring a bridge here, but like, I've always, I've heard other pundits saying other people say like, obviously that's not what the fans want to hear. Uh, and, that, and that's true. You don't want somebody to be here. It just to tell you to wait and be patient. Cause that's like the worst thing you can tell a fan base. And I think that that's definitely what they're doing this year. And I mean, I know that next year's um, a free agent class is great. Unfortunately it lost one with Altuve, uh, get you know signing the extension and all that, but and, and other guys as well. But uh, Miles, what do you who do you think in your eyes, or who do you want to see up, and who do you think will make a big impact? Because you know, as Jacob you know mentioned, you know, Kate Horan, that's the one I'm most excited to see, just because I feel like it's you know besides like a Justin Steele, you know, the Cubs in the last like decade they haven't necessarily been you know pitching heavy when it comes to prospects, so it's cool to see yeah. a guy like Kate Horan, um, that's you know that's talked about so highly. I, you know, I love the thought of Kate Horton coming up and just dominating in whatever role the Cubs give him. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I know that that has also been a very big point of emphasis for the Cubs over the past few years in terms of developing their young town. They really want to develop the pitching. Uh, and so it's always exciting to see that going forward. And also Matt Shaw, is, as you know, we just mentioned, I would love to see this kid come up and just mash at some point. Um, and, and that's such a cool point that you made, Jacob, where the Cubs have a lot of 
good talent, but not so much great talent. Where other teams have a lot of great talent. And, and it is always, you know, it's we never know with, with one of these prospects that we could have coming up. We, we might have the pieces that we need. And, you know, all of a sudden we call up one of these kids, two, three of these guys. All of a sudden the Cubs are making even more noise than, you know, what was already predicted. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that if, if we are, you know, transitioning away from belly, that this is this means that a lot of these young players in the minors, you know, their time is about to come and they're going to be given the opportunity to show us what they have. Yeah, you're right. And I think that, that that's, you know, as you mentioned with like how, you know, guys that are going to come up and by the end of midseason. Yeah, you're right. It'd be funny if like this whole time we want uh, a Bellinger, we don't get them and not like PCA's you know, raking in like July and then we just forgot about that. Like, I, I I mean, as much as I want belly, if that doesn't happen, that's what I really hope does hey, happen. If these days starts raking with, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you something, bro. <laughs> MLB exactly. is in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, it's just, it's been great to see him defensively. Obviously the offense uh, left yeah. a lot to be desired, but it's short sample size. Obviously I know a lot of people uh, right. were kind of giving crap and they're like, Oh, he's not ready. All this stuff. But it's like, you know, I mean, we all knew his defense was the one that was big league ready. It was the bat that kind of we needed to see a lot more um, uh, development. So great to see there, you know, that he people, you know, still counting him in and, and hopefully people don't forget about him because I think he's going to make noise regardless. Um, but another another of the guys that are available out there, like Montgomery, Snell, like Jacob, do you see the Cubs at least? I know we've heard that, like they made like offers to Montgomery and stuff like that, but do you think the like the Cubs could surprise everybody and go for something like that, or do you see more of like a trade uh, for like a a Class A? Because I know there's a, there's been also rumors that the the, the Guardians are uh, that they threw them out there, but they're not gonna their their plan is not to trade Class A. Um, but my my dream was still a, a package of Bieber and Class A, and I was like, dude, I don't care who they take to be honest, but whatever. Uh, do you see more of a signing coming uh, or a trade by by like I would say April maybe. Quasse, I would say, is not likely purely mm-hmm. because they want Keith Horton. And I picture Jed oh, hey. throwing the phone and stomping on it into a million pieces <laughs> and saying, you are an idiot. Who is my number? Who is my number? Because yep. you know they're not going to give up Keith Horton for Emmanuel Quasse. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure on – the problem with this offseason is there's so many reports saying A, and then there's other ones saying B. So yeah. Jim Bowden said, hey, the Cubs have offered to all of these players. And then I think it was Bob Nightingale said, actually, Bellinger's got no offers. And I'm like, who do I believe? Mm-hmm. I do think Mark Snell, I don't think he's likely at all. I don't think mm-hmm. Jed wants to deal with that risk. I don't want to deal with that risk. Mm-hmm. I don't think Montgomery is likely purely because I think he's a ranger. And that's as close to a lock as you can have. It's waiting for the TV deal, waiting mm-hmm. for that Texas TV deal, which I and just waiting for all of that, all of those little details to get finished. And then I would assume he will be a ranger. I would say a trade, but also you look at it. It's tough because I'm also like trying to keep myself from going off on Jed by saying you should have done something earlier, which he should have. Mm-hmm. But you think about it. We do have an underrated rotation. Mm-hmm. Still, Imanaga, Tyone really turned it on in the last, like I almost said last semester, in the last half <laughs> of the season. Uh, and I'm in school mode. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the last half of the season, he really turned it up. Hendricks is consistent. Smiley in the bullpen worked really well. Jordan Wicks did really well. And then you have these starters, Kate Horton, Ben Brown. What are they going to do with Wes Neske? Probably the bullpen. You do mm-hmm. have this depth. I would love for us to trade for another starter. It won't be Dylan Cease, A. 
pride. The White Sox won't give him up to the Cubs again. That would be an awful look on their mm-hmm. already horrendous looking franchise. But they want the moon and back. Like they want Horton PCA plus. It's tough because there's not really that many pitchers that I see are available. But also there's probably some that are available that we don't know of. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably some of those that they know are available, but we don't. And maybe they say, hey, you know, let's say Brewers or just any team Orioles, hey, is this pitcher available? And they say, yes, you might as well ask. I think they're going to stay put. The one thing I would say is bullpen. They're going to look at at least one more bullpen, probably a lefty. Tanner Scott, please. Tanner Scott, a trade with the Marlins. I know I've been told by many people a trade with the Marlins is has been in talks. Nothing close or anything. It's been in talks. I know they talked about that. Um, that was a big conversation on Twitter was that last week when everybody started freaking out when the Cardinals mm-hmm. Live guy started teasing it just to troll yeah. with us. I know there were talks, not sure how serious they were, mm. but if we could get Wizardo or Cabrera, that's my one point of emphasis trade-wise, is Miami. They have pitching, they want hitting. It would probably mean giving up Christopher Morel, which I'm okay with, because I know it hurts. That's why everyone hates me for it, is I'm okay giving up Morel. <laughs> I, I don't hate him. I like him. He, the, the energy, that it's, it's unmatched. I mean, anytime I go to a game, he comes over, he talks to me, he signs whatever I like. He's a great guy. Problem is, he has so much value. If we could get Edward Cabrera and Tanner Scott as a package from the Marlins, that right there, and get Cody Bellinger, offseason's done. You have one of the best bullpens in baseball with Tanner Scott, the addition, and then you have Eduardo Cabrera, that would be perfect. I mean, you can't beat that. That like So I guess to answer your question, trade with the Marlins. Just get something done with them. Yeah, yeah, and, and and look, you're right. Ultimately, like I know, I know Miles is in the camp that hell no, we're not trading uh, Christopher Morrell. But but like, but I, hey, I'm but I'm I'm kind of, yeah, no, and, and and I'm kind of in the middle of like like I I do understand like the he has proven value. I think that that has that that's the thing that a lot of the prospects don't have that will make some and why that sometimes makes them harder to trade a guy like Morrell. We've already seen what he could do. In, in, in not even a full season. So a team sees that and knows that what he can do and, and, and knows that he could do more. I think that's what, yeah, that's the one thing. And, and I think, um, and I've said this to Miles as well, like if there was a giant deal to happen with the Cubs and the Guardians, where which it involved Bieber or it involved Class A or hell, both of them, or or even like a Naylor Bieber thing, then I'm giving a morale. Unfortunately, I don't want to meet, I don't want to, but you have to choose. It's a, it's a, but it's a good, also a good problem to have because there's so many guys that there are a lot of fans that are like, I don't want to give up Kate Horn, which I get why I don't, you don't want to give up PCA. You don't want to give up Alcantara. Like I get it, but it's also a good problem to have because you can give up one of those guys and still have all those other guys. And that's, that's the one thing, but uh, miles like in your eyes with a trade like that, like it, is there any 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 room for you to trade Morel or how how would how do you see that situation in 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 the way that like Jacob sees it on the flip side, right? I think it's a great damn point, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, no, I, I I totally agree, and um, and and I also I could see Chris Morel kind of just having a good time. Miami just kind of partying out there, and just <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah, he does. Like yeah. he really fits that like Miami culture. <laughs> Him and Jazz. There. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of <laughs> swag, man. This, this. All right, I'm getting carried away. No, that won't. Look, man, I, <laughs> I, I love the thought of you know, kind of like more mature pitching depth coming over here. I totally get yeah. it. We have a lot of a lot of pieces that we can move. We have a lot of young guys who can step up in place of. When I think about it, maybe besides shortstop and second, 
Mm-hmm. Most positions, there are there are guys that are coming up that are ready to uh, step up for this ball club. So I, I, you know, I think I think it makes sense. I'm always in the camp of the more the more you know better leadership we have, the more um, depth that we have with our arms, the better that we're going to be. And so that's you know if, mm-hmm. if it takes you know giving up giving up my boy, uh, I mean yeah sure I, I I'm I'm right there with it. It'll hurt. I'll cry a little bit. Uh, but no, I I think I think it would make sense. Well, yeah. Oh, I- go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I do feel it's a tough spot because Jed clearly trusts the farm system that he has built. But I saw yeah. a very interesting tweet the other day from a Cardinals fan. He said these were the Cardinals' top, t- like top fifteen prospects seven years ago. One of those names was recognizable, and that was Patrick Wisdom. There was like one or two others that were like, okay, they were in the league. There was no one good, and these were thought to be, wait, you know, like one of the, a really good farm system prospects. I cannot pound this enough prospects are so risky if you have a chance to trade prospects mm-hmm. you do I'm not saying trade the whole farm system i'm not saying hey wind them all up and say you're a marlin you're a mariner you're a met no but if you have someone that says hey we will give you proven major league talent like scott cabrera is obviously young way younger but hey we'll give you that or lazardo even arias yeah. jazz chisholm we don't know maybe he's available Sounds like they're pretty much selling everybody but Alcantara and Perez. If you can get it, or look at other teams, Logan Gilbert. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen my tweets. Oh, I would, <laughs> I would do almost anything for Logan Gilbert on this team. Yeah. But if they were to say, hey, we want one of your top prospects, good. Because then what if we look back in 10 years? Hey, that prospect was up for 20 games, and then he ended up like never playing again. And we've got Logan Gilbert, who shoved for us for four years. Prospects yeah. are so risky. That's why I'm, I'm not a prospect hugger. I don't hate prospect huggers because I get it, mm-hmm. but major league talent get major league talent win now, just win now. Yeah, and, and we've hey, I mean, and we've seen it work out before. I mean, I think anybody would be okay having Gleyber Torres back on the Cubs right now, but like he's out there with the Yankees, and like look what that happened. Look what happened when we gave him up. And at the time, I, I still remember that deal. And at the time, I still remember being like, damn, like. Glaber Torres, like he, you know, he, you know, he really does look like he's going to be a great major league player. And like, you know, but obviously World Series is way more worth it at the end of the day. You do that so, now, right? If, if yeah, you're a yeah. now, hey, oh, yeah, look, yeah, no doubt. Glaber's a top 10 second baseman. Are you still doing that deal? <laughs> yes, you do that deal without a question. Yes, yes. Exactly, exactly. And then that's, yeah. And, and you mentioned it too with, uh, with Lusado, the dude, like, dude, that's the guy that, like, uh, I would, I would, like, I, and, and Tanner Scott, don't get me wrong, he's nasty too. And like, we need bullpen. We need more bullpen depth. And I just like some people. So I've seen some people being a little satisfied with it. I'm like, no, I want more. We need more bullpen depth. And because you can never have enough. Uh, but uh, yeah, with Jesus Lusado, like that dude's so nasty. And like having uh, him in the rotation would just be even like better. But uh, what do you, uh, and Jacob, what do you think about the lefty thing? So for example, like if they were to get like Lusado in that deal, for example, do you see because, uh, we, obviously we already have uh, Imanaga. We already have Justin Steele. Uh, are you guys, and I'll ask both of you guys this question. Are you guys the believer uh, uh, in the camp that you can, you can only have a certain amount of lefties in your rotation, or do you think nowadays it's like, that's gone away a little bit? We'll, we'll, we'll start with you, Jake. I would say it's gone away. If anything, it helps just because you don't, I mean, you look at middle school, high school baseball and everything. And it's like, you face a lefty. Oh my gosh. I'm facing, you know, prime Greg Maddox himself. Like you mm-hmm. just don't see it. In the majors, you see it more, but still, you don't see that many lefties. So I think lefties are valuable. And Mm. also, who cares if they're a lefty or a righty? Can they shove? Cool. Put them in the rotation. Like I don't care. I I, Mm -hmm. I don't care what handedness they are. 
with the bullpen, I think it's a little more pertinent and a little more important to have the handedness. I mean, you have Little and Smiley as your main lefties right now. Get Tanner Scott. Scott Alexander is another name that I know we've been talking mm-hmm. that um, is of interest to the Cubs and should be. I would say it's tough. I would Jordan Wicks, what do you do with him if you get Lizardo? I'm But yeah. it's also like I don't want to block Lizardo because if you get Jesus Lizardo, you, you know, that's exciting. I don't think if you trade Wicks, there's, again – you have a lot of good players and it's a tough puzzle for Jed. And obviously I'm curious what you guys think about this, but it's a tough puzzle for Jed to say, okay, am I okay to lose a three point value here? Cause I'll get a four point value. So sure. I'll mm-hmm. lose three, but I'll get four or I'll get a 3.5 or a risk of a five or maybe a two. Mm-hmm. It's just so risky. Yeah. And, and I've actually thought, I've thought about with the Wicks thing and, and like, I mean, to be honest, I'm not saying he should go to the bullpen, but in a scenario where they got another lefty and he goes to the bullpen. I feel like he'd be pretty nasty out of the pen with that change up and just his whole arsenal would be, would be great to see like coming out of the bullpen, but six man rotation. Uh, yeah. Oh, that, that yep. too. That too. And, and, and if anything, uh, and if anything with Imanaga, he's used to the six yeah. man rotation. Mm-hmm. So that also does help as well. I've heard. Cause um, I know me and uh, miles talked about it a little bit too. The fact that like, we're wondering how they're going to uh, start Imanaga. Like maybe like, I don't know, like maybe he could be a long man sometimes on a certain day or whatever it is, how they're going to work with him. But uh, Miles, in your eyes, how do you see that, that the, the amount of lefties in a rotation or amount, you know, amount of lefties like in the bullpen, like how important is it? Or like, would you rather have less, more? Like, how do you see that in scenario? I'm just like what Jacob said, if they can shove, mm-hmm. then they can shove. And, and I really, I really don't know if it, I don't think it matters too much now, nowadays as, as well, as we're really seeing the game, you know, kind of evolve over time. Uh, I, you know, if you, if you, if you can go out there and give me, and give me a good amount of innings and, and a decent start every single time, I don't really care. Um, you know, I would definitely be more strategical when it comes to my bullpen for sure, in terms of certain key situations. Uh, but for the most part, I don't, I don't really think it matters. I think the, the, the more arms you have in terms of guys who are able, able to give you quality innings and quality starts, these are the guys who I'm going to be calling upon. Uh, whether it's whether it's the rotation or the bullpen, and I really like that six man rotation idea as well. Mm-hmm. As you know, that could be something that you know Jed looks into, Jed, Jed and Craig Council look into going into twenty twenty four. So I, I, you know, I, I'm not opposed to it. I, for me, I'm all about the game evolving. If you, bro, if you can, if you can give me some good innings, go out there. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's that's the way I see it too. Like I'm not a for or against. Like it's all like whatever works better for us. Like, dude. D- try whatever and i think especially yeah. with imanaga his first year in the big leagues and i mean i i'm sure all you guys already have seen that, that video with you know or people that are bringing back up with the video of him against paul goldschmidt um and like just looked nasty against him and justin Steele talking yeah. about imanaga looking nasty and then whatever but yeah it, it's cool to see and I, I want i'm really excited to see how imanaga kind of fits into all that um but moving on i want to move on because i want to ask you guys uh, the last thing about the Cubs is the promotional giveaways came out today and the video was really goofy and they they had like, you know, uh, Pat Hughes out with the sweater, which it really is. It has to be the best giveaway of the year. Like it's between that and maybe the Morel bobblehead because they have a Morel bobblehead that like you could take the jersey off, put the jersey back on. Like that's pretty sick. Um, so what would you think? Yeah, yeah. What would you, you think about that, Jacob? And and just like the promotion they're doing and which one's your favorite? If it, if it is a sweater, like I don't blame you because that thing is, is that good thing goes hard, not gonna lie. The video was the video was genius. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, the Cubs promotional team, they've won awards for it. Like, they're great. Yeah. My favorite part was when Happy, you know, he doesn't smile. And so they're like, hey, Teddy Bear, we have coffee. We have coffee. And I was like, it's perfect. It's genius. 
I'm actually, I already had this plan to go to that game that with the Pat Hughes sweater. I was already Ooh. going to, and I'm going to the game. And now that I have that, <laughs> I think I know what ticket I'm going to buy. Because I, I don't care if it, I don't care if it's like, Jacob, you're 18. Why are you wearing that? I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> like that sweater is perfection. That's my favorite. The morale with the removable jersey is pretty neat. But it's Pat Hughes. Like, yeah, it's Pat Hughes. That's all you have to say. It's Pat Hughes. Like, it's incredible. <laughs> no, it's and genius. you know, yeah, and you know what's funny is like I have a my, my, one of my or my one of my brothers is around your age, Jacob, and you guys are bringing back those types of sweaters, low key, like the ones the the sweaters of like the '90s and all that. You guys are bringing them back, and for good reason. I mean, they're like I, I was making a joke because I'm like the, one of the sweaters my brother had. I'm like, dude, it looks like the sweater that uh, Neil has from the Santa Claus, like that dude rocks, like those types of like line sweaters from the '90s. They actually they go kind of hard now, so I'm not gonna lie. Miles, uh, did you see that video? And then what did you think about some of the promos? I know you're going to to uh, you're going to opening day, right? Not opening day. I go, opening I day go or Saturday? Is coming to town for the for that Friday. Oh, the Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I think wait, is that, is that, that, that I'm pretty sure Saturday. I was gonna say I'm going to opening. I'm going to the home opener, and then uh-huh. I'm gonna come back up for the Saturday Sunday games against the Dodgers. So I'll just miss oh, okay, it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and my, Miles, for you, which which promotional uh, giveaway do you like the most, and which one are you looking forward to? Because I know, like I said, that Saturday is that of the fir- of the first uh, series against the Dodgers. You got that sweater. Um, but w- what do you think about the giveaways, man? Oh man, I I'm not I'm not gonna be there on that Saturday. I'm gonna be on there on that mm-hmm. Friday. Man. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, I gotta get the I gotta get the moral bubble, man. I gotta I gotta just I gotta just, just rip the jersey off. You know? Bro, yeah. <laughs> um, and no, then he gets traded a day later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Then you'll cry. I'm real shrine with the bobblehead. Here you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, some, I, somebody said that they they, they 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 did the jersey thing so you could put the new jersey on. I was like, ah. Oh, oh, that's genius. Yes. That's funny. That's a cold joke, and I don't think it's funny. Uh, listen, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, the Cubs, the Cubs, uh, they're they're like their social media and marketing team has always been really, really good. Yeah. And I was noticing this even way back in like the KB hobby. The Brizzo days, basically. Yeah, the Brizzo. They had like Brizzo. all these funny like promo videos. You, it's just I don't know. I, I you know I'm, I'm up for all of it. I think I think the bobblehead's gonna be great. Like, what what is that a sweater on that Saturday? A sweater? Long yeah, yeah. Week? It's the the Pat Hughes sweater. Yeah. Dang, all right, I guess I'm going to Saturday too. I didn't yeah. get a chance to watch the full video yet. I've been working all week. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, no, I I love it. I know they always got some good stuff in in store. So. Whatever they get, I'm 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 getting it. My dad, he loves all this merch, so he just doesn't matter what it is, he'll he'll get it. So yeah, the, here I'll show you the the Pat the Pat Hughes sweater looks like this. Wait, hopefully it doesn't. Oh, there you go. It's like kind of. Like, oh my gosh. The background there, but yeah, they're they're doing that because it looks like the sweater that he that he wore at his first uh a game calling calling the Cubs and uh but yeah that sweater that sweater is badass so it's pretty cool that they're doing that in, in general but. Uh, one of the last things we'll, and we'll fly through these last couple of things I wanted to ask uh, you guys, but what have you guys thought about the White Sox and their stadium renderings? Because obviously, you know, the talk is, you know, they're trying to get a stadium in the South loop and all that. And the new renderings came out they look, they look, honestly, they look pretty cool. So, uh, Jacob, what have you thought about that whole thing, the whole conversation and just like the renderings that came out? Because I feel like that skyline is going to go crazy. Like just if they actually do do that and, as, as much you know, and I've, we always talk about it in the show that me and Miles like we love going to White Sox games because you get to see all the AL teams, even though it's it's different now. The, the the season's a little you know cut a little differently, but like for you, what are your thoughts on the whole situation with the White Sox? Uh, yeah, when that first came out, I actually sent a few laughing emojis as a joke to tick off White Sox fans. It worked. I had every White Sox fan I mentioned. I got canceled so fast, but 
no jokes it was it was no it was bad it was really bad okay. but jokes aside i think it's cool and those renderings mm -hmm. those look sick yeah. clearly i never want i never want anything other than wrigley field for the cubs oh yeah but yeah. those look like especially with the skyline yep that looks pretty i've been to the white Sox stadium once i got mike trout threw me a ball college kids stole it away from me long story but <laughs> long story that's why i hit the white Sox. no but that's the stadium's nice but the new stadium oh my gosh that looks beautiful yeah no i i really hope that that does happen and, and hopefully it's not a big tease like as much as i'm yeah, as much as it be, would be funny just like to make fun of the Sox fans for that, if that doesn't work out, I, I still like going to those games and just more baseball. Like when people were talking about the Sox moving to Nashville, like as funny as funny as it would be to make fun of Sox fans, I also don't want to lose another baseball team because it's like you yeah. have more, it's more baseball. Like when the Cubs aren't here, you can go see a Sox game. But uh, Miles, what did you think about the renderings in general and just like the whole situation? Because I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think I was able to ask you last time about the the whole uh, uh, White Sox moving to the South Loop if that does happen. Yeah, I think I think the potential of the th the thought of it is actually exciting. And if I'm a Sox fan, I'm excited by it. Um, I know there are a lot of Sox fans that really like guarantee rates uh, field, and I don't think it's a horrible stadium. I think obviously there's little things here and there they could change. Um, but you know the the potential to transform South Loop, uh, especially with the the skyline right there, that'd be incredible. So I and I saw the renderings as well. It looks really cool. Maybe they'll put, maybe they'll make it a retractable roof. I don't know. Um, I just think the thought of what they can do and kind of restart, not restart, but kind of like resurge some of the, the energy and enthusiasm of some Sox fans. I think that would be really, really cool. And South Loop, the area that they are, you know, predicting, I, it's the, the world's are oyster at that point. There's so much they can do, build an entire neighborhood, you know, around the Sox, obviously with where they're at now that doesn't exist for multiple reasons, parking lot, uh, the neighborhoods that they're near. There's a few reasons that go into that. That's no one's fault. Uh, but, you know, this is kind of a way to kind of start over for them a little bit uh, and kind of rebrand the White Sox uh, quite a bit. And also other players who, who, who maybe we would want for the Cubs or the Sox want, they see, they see something like that, you know, on top of maybe putting together a decent ball club that might draw some, um, some big names in there. So, from a Sox fan, I'm on board with this. I really am. Yeah, no, that's, that's the one thing I think people haven't been talking about enough is like, you know, you move there, then more people maybe want to play there, more people want to go there, whatever, in general. So it's that's the cool part. Uh, the last thing I want to leave you guys with is, um, so that will be the show. The cover came out last week. A lot of people were disappointed in, in who it was, even though we all know Black Girl's nasty and we know he hits tanks. We know he wins home run derbies, but at the same time, I just think it should have been someone else. That's just me. Uh who do you, who did you, first of all, I want your take on it, Jacob. And then also who would you have had on it? If you didn't want Blatt on it, I would have had Nico Horner. No, uh, <laughs> Cody Bones are giving me some of that. Hell yeah. I think why not? Miles Masterboni. I wouldn't have been against it. Uh, <laughs> I think it was surprising that it was Vlad just because if he had yeah. a down year for his standards, mm -hmm. the cover looks amazing. I mean, yeah. I did love people made the McDonald's references and the color scheme <laughs> is similar. The color scheme is eerily similar. But so yeah, I mean, you. I'll have to send you guys. Some, there's some really good edits of it, but it's a really cool can cover. And like you said, it's Vlad, if, especially if he can find that spark again. True. Yeah. I wanted Acuna yeah. or Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. I know there was yeah. some complicated. They were on the covers of other video games, so they couldn't something like that. But yeah. without all of those dumb rules aside, Acuna was the choice, or Rodriguez, and I think they'll be the choice very soon. Oh yeah. 
What about you, Miles? Is was there anyone else? Like, what, what did you think about the cover? And then who would you have, have chosen differently if if you wanted someone else? I mean, I, I wonder. I, I think, and this is this is this is where it gets a little bit confusing to me because I feel like maybe do do they ask these players if they want to if they want to be on the cover? <laughs> do we know some players maybe have said no? Because they, because there's like some sort of superstition. Now, what is it? Was was like the Madden, like curse Madden curse. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. I'm curious yeah. of like maybe they did ask certain players that we that we wanted, and they were like, no. Because listen, I don't care what you say. Why is Jazzism on 23? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't care what. Are, I don't care what anyone tells. And <laughs> uh, like I said earlier, he has a lot of swag. He actually yeah. showed a lot of uh, great things last year. <laughs> Come on, bro. Um, look. I, <laughs> I guess I guess maybe someone that comes to mind, maybe like Nolan Arenado, I would have loved to see on there. Him being my favorite player, he, he I play third base and he plays third, and I try to model my game after him and Aramis. Um, yeah, I think Nolan Arenado would have been a cool choice as well. But I don't know if Nolan Arenado is like the video game cover kind of dude. Yeah, no, I I agree. I don't, I'm not sure if he if he's into that or or whatever. But you're right. There probably there, there probably is definitely a lot of people that that weren't down to be on the cover i mean there's always it's always yeah. like some guys don't like it whatever there's no um, way Vlad, there's no way Vlad, especially after his season there was no way he was the first choice i can almost guarantee like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah i know I, right, I, exactly. I, I, yeah. I, I, he's cool I agree. he's not the first choice i agree i agree uh but i think it's a good place to wrap things up for this edition of the at bad podcast presented by war media check out all of our other stuff uh, with sports on chicago i want to thank Miles Porter, as always, for joining me. Jacob Zanola, this this will not be the last time, man. We'll definitely be more than happy to have you on again, talk more Cubs uh, for sure. So follow Jacob at JZ2016Cubs. Uh, thank you for joining us, man. And for everyone watching, thank you as well. And we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for having me on.